Hey everyone, this is Brian from Michigan Brews. Uh, this week's episode was originally scheduled to be with Gail Milburn, where we were going to discuss the Michigan Mead Cup, brewing mead, uh, competitions, and all mead-related things. Unfortunately, we caught Gail in the wild north of Michigan with some limited internet. Uh, because of that, we had to push the episode with her out until November 1st. Uh, this current episode that you're listening to right now may cut abruptly to Jordan, Jason, and I talking, so I just wanted to give everybody a bit of a heads up. Instead of Gail, we decided to continue on with more of a laid-back episode with some general beer discussion and a little bit of home ownership talk at the end. Uh, but thank you in advance for understanding, and we will catch you next week. Oh, here we go. Jordan, you back? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Can you hear me? We can now. You uh, you died for a second there. I was going to say, I saw it. It never froze up on my end. Oh. Like, I saw my my uh, thing blink once, and then that was it. And no, I was like, no, we're losing Jordan. I'm like, no, I'm here. Hi. <laughs> we, we can have a show on uh, ISPs and internet connectivity and, you know, how to properly yeah. build a computer <laughs> capable of doing a live show. Uh, yeah. No, um, so, um, yeah. So what have you been, you, you, you've got your cider uh, that you made with your neighbor. What else have I you did. been doing lately? <sighs> um, so my, my last actual beer brew day was an Oktoberfest, um, probably about three weeks ago. Don't worry, losing Jordan again, too. Um, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> this show is such a shit show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, this, this kind of reminds me of uh, there were there were a couple of of, uh, of streams that I tried to go live from Beer Cup, and they were just they were horrible. It was me screaming, and and it was Lord knows what. Can and you I guys hear me? Oh, I can. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, I keep saying like I get like this weird connection problem up top. I don't know what's going. On. I've never had this issue before, so I don't know. What, I don't know what the deal is. I think I think uh, this show is this show is destined to be deleted. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, uh... Brian, I was saying that you're slacking, man. I, you used to brew like twice a week. It's been three weeks since your last beer day. Uh, I know. So it's been cold and wet and rainy and um, I've had stuff to do every weekend. Um, I've had like, you know, my cousin got married. My uh, Shana's Shana's stepsister got married. Um, You know, we've had a Halloween party coming up. There's just like for being like wet and nasty and gross. October has been so freaking busy. Um, but then, you know, I've, I've had mead going, taking up space in my fermentation chambers. Um, I have, I got, um, the cider that we talked about from, uh, pressing my neighbor's apples. I got, uh, cider from Houston farms. Uh, this last weekend I got pear juice from Houston. Um, and Wait, they, I had making, pear? they had pear, they didn't post it. They only posted it on their Facebook group. They had a hundred gallons. God damn it. 
Um, they might still well, have some. Week, if it was last week, I'm. It's probably not there. I'm. I'm they, trapped at home. They weren't selling Friday. it in bulk. Um, I went to their store there, and I had to ask one of the cashiers if they had any, and he went into the back room and and brought out five one gallon jugs for me. Oh. So it's possible you still have some. Um, I was say, I was there yesterday. I didn't see any in the cooler when you said it was in individual jugs, but I didn't. I didn't ask. I I, I didn't, and I wasn't there to even buy cider. I'm. I was just picking up some squash, but yeah. Um, the pear juice. I'm. I, this is something I meant to ask Gail. Um, I'm. I'm making. I'm calling it a sizer for now. Um, I. I, I mixed in um, enough honey, uh, all orange blossom, to get up to around like uh, eleven, twelve, or something like that. Um, maybe even a little bit higher. Um, I'm looking for, you know, some somewhere like a 15, 16% mead, but um, it tastes, you know, the, the pear juice kind of tastes like cider, but it's obviously pear. And if you look at the BJCB categories for entering, you know, meads and stuff like that, um, a mead made with pear is technically considered a melamel. Um, they, they specifically call out apples for sizers. That, nothing else and they specifically call out pear for melomel but this is like pear juice you know and so i'm like i don't know and i wanted to ask gail you know if it's going to be one of those things where you know if it tastes like a sizer and it smells like a sizer you know <laughs> then you call it a sizer like is that being inauthentic even though it was made with pear juice i don't know um i know made with fruit loops yeah <laughs> um yeah, so we'll see. My my goal, I wanted to, I want to, I want to have like a high ABV um, mead that's that's kind of warming, um, still clean, but I wanted to have like a little bit of a full body, and I want it to be kind of like a peach brandy ish. Uh, obviously, that's like you know distilled. You're not going to get quite that that taste out sure. of it, but um, that that's kind of what I want. So we'll we'll see how it goes. This is my first uh, delving into the the sizer world. Right on. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to try it. I mean, you, you know, it's gonna be good. I'm sure. I'm gonna dump it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, just, just I have a ton of stuff going on. Just not nothing quite beer related. Um, As you say, the only thing that I've got going on is uh, because I've been even more slacking. It's a, it's like a, a friend of ours, Ryan brought me like six gallons of cider that they pressed over in Port Huron a few weeks ago. And, um, and, and by the time I got it, it was already, it was already working. So I just transferred it to a fermenter and let her go. And, wow. uh, she, right. she's currently sitting at about, uh, 10, 16. Um, but I left it in the garage. So I was just curious to see what the hell it was going to do. Yeah. So I might bring it in and warm it up a little bit and see if I can get a few more points out of it. But uh, I think it, I, so it's completely 100% wild ferment or natural ferment, whatever was in the apple juice when they pressed it is what That's kicked cool. it off. It's, it, it's, it's super cool. It's a little funky. Um, I think it's going to be one of those that I just need to like put in a vessel and put it away. Forget about mm -hmm. it a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it needs to... <clears throat> needs to age get some get a year 
a year on it or something. So that's the only thing I've got going. I've been lazy. Yep. So. Um, I've got, oh, I just kegged my two ciders that I had from Husted. Um, got a, oh, a Hydromel that I put in a keg too. Um, that's about it. I've got a bunch of dextrose coming in. So should be should, <laughs> should be good for uh, Thanksgiving. For Cider Town. Seltzer Town. Seltzer, Seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Is that a new hydromel? Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. yep, yep. I've, got, I've got five gallons of 12% seltzer in the basement. Uh, seltzer base. Uh, just chilling there, you know. And it's twelve percent bad self. Might there you have go. To, I have to break that out for Thanksgiving. So it's going to be the week after Thanksgiving. You think? Uh, you guys doing a Friendsgiving thing again this year? No, we're no, we're trimming it down to a, a much smaller event this year. Uh, we've got my my stepdaughter uh, coming back into town with her girlfriend, so we're gonna um, we're gonna kind of keep it keep it small to the family mm -hmm. for that. Um, yeah, not doing a Friendsgiving, but I mean the week before, I guess we could, we could do the, we could do the, the holiday seltzer show. The 22nd. Yeah, that would be good. All right. We'll get that planned for sure. So the other things that we've got going on is uh, we, we've got to figure out when to brew. No. Yes. Bubblegum? Um, sea gump IPA. Sea gump. <laughs> this is going to be um, their Christmas present at this point. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get together and brew sea gump. Um, and then uh, we'll have a sea gump show. So we should figure out a weekend where we can get the Rosses together. Uh, send them a message. Let's see what in the hell Ross is. We're going to organize the rest of our shows for the year live on stream and That's enjoy everyone. Yeah. <laughs> while, while we drink. Yeah, this is, this is you our know, anybody, <laughs> anybody that's in stream that wants to join us on the show and drink. Yeah. Send us a message. Yeah. Send you a yeah. Brandon, Brandon, Sherry, Ron. <laughs> yeah. I just want to come on. Three, on the three, and three others of you. Yeah. yeah. Shanna's probably one of them. There's a handful well, get around of people. Here. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably like hands deep in rabbit fur right now. All right, all right. The Rosses are being messaged. Uh, all right, cool. No, what, so, that's great. I was like, what do you guys have planned? Do you have anything else planned for for the year? Like any uh, have any goals? You know, brewing wise that you wanna you wanna complete before end of the year i um i have like a whole list of stuff that i gotta do so um jason drew and i made a mead for the michigan homebrew festival and i think we came home with maybe two gallons of that um so i have to get that out of a keg and bottle that um and then shana and i made a uh, piment with cotton candy grapes um, oh, you've done that once before. If we did that once before, and this one's far less sweet, 
Um, it's still sweet, mind you. It's it's maybe like 1032, but it's not like 1070 or something like the other one was. It's much more uh, drinkable, I think. And I think we use more grapes too, so it's a little bit more tannic. Um, it feels like there's just a little bit more like structure to it. You can you can drink it, and it's not just like this is, <laughs> you know, just just a flabby sugar drink uh, with alcohol, which you know it can be appealing. But uh, so we're gonna bottle that soon. Uh, Bill and I did a uh, peach and blackberry uh, dessert mead. And that's about ready to be bottled. Oh, wow. Um, that probably needs a little bit more time to, to age um, in bottles. It's good right now, but it's still a little um, alcoholic. Um, not, not in a terrible way or anything like that. It's, it's just, a, it's not really off. It's just very uh, warming, even with as much, you know, sugar uh, as it has. What, what kind of honey did you use for these meads? Um, so the... The cotton candy mead was an orange blossom base, and then we back sweetened it with Tupelo. Okay. Um, we did a we did a whole bunch of uh, bench trials with different honeys. I think we tried like eight different honeys, um, all mixed in uh, to some of the base mead with uh, with tongue depressors. Um, and it's funny actually, if you use a tongue depressor, we only kind of discovered it an accident to. Um, to, to mix those, you know, trials together, you actually get a little bit of, um, like wood flavor, um, mm. in the mead too. So you can sort of get an impression of what it would be like if you added like a little bit more like, you know, tannins to the, the mead with wood or something like that. Um, Interesting. it was, yeah, it was, it was quite good. Uh, funny enough, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to make a mead and age it on tongue depressors one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm not gonna win a medal with it and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna smile but um um so yeah uh, orange blossom and then tupelo for that um, orange blossom is the base that I use for most of anything that's not a traditional honestly um unless it's like you know something with spices just because I don't know when you, when you use a lot of fruit I feel like um a lot of those flavors just get covered up like the delicate flavors and it's almost better just to to back sweeten i guess a little bit with with the varietal rather than start with something crazy and expensive and have it ferment out and have all those flavors be you know lost to fruit or whatever anyway um, i mean are, are you are you finding orange blossom as cheap as or cheaper than wildflower it's probably usually just a touch more but not much um that and uh orange blossom is generally a little bit more standardized in taste i think like you can get like um like like florida orange blossom and like california orange blossom and they they do taste different i couldn't tell you how i'm not that experienced yet <laughs> but um when you order wildflower um, that is just totally up in the air because wildflower is basically whatever. Yeah, yeah. not non-specific honey from whatever region of wherever. Um, and that, and that so. taste can wild verily or um, very wild, can very yeah. wildly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So a lot of orange blossom. And then uh, we also have a 100% um, peach 
Mellow Mel going right now. That was with Orange Blossom. Orange Blossom and 25 pounds of peach um, that Shayna wants to make a peach cobbler mead with. So we're still trying to figure out what we want to do with that and how to do that. Um, it, it finished. It's probably like 16% right now and finished at like 1030. Um, so we're going to add like some brown sugar back to it, some vanilla, some cinnamon, um, and probably maybe like graham crackers or like Nilla wafers or something. Um, Nilla wafers. That sounds better. Yeah, we're we're not sure, um, but but something like that. And so that'll be our first kind of experiment with like lots of adjuncts and stuff like that in a mead. Um, but even for as young as it is, and um, you know, alcoholic as it is, it's it's quite good right now. So. Um, I think if we were just to clear it out and, and age it, like it would be a, a really good peach mead, but it should be pretty fun as a peach cobbler mead. Um, did you did you buy like canned peaches or did you go buy a bunch of peaches and hand cut them? Yeah, so these are from the uh, the peach truck. Um, so all the peaches that we used with Bill uh, and mine uh, are blackberry and peach mead. Um, those are peach truck peaches too. We never heard of this peach uh, truck. Oh, there, there's, Man, some, there's, some, there's some, there's some good peaches. Um, is this but, like yeah, a local we, thing? Like I, I know they, nothing of it. They, they have this thing called the peach truck and they literally drive like semi trucks full of Georgia peaches up from Georgia around the country. And there's like, there's events where you go and like, you get your peach truck peaches and like, uh, the delivery was at Waddell's this year for us. And, uh, it was just the, the line. It took me 15 minutes to get through the line. To Is get that what peaches. that huge ass line was? I yeah. drove by Waddell's yeah. a while ago and people were like lining up at like seven. Cause I was yeah. dropping Charlie <laughs> off in the morning. I was like, what on earth oh, yeah. is going on there? And you've got a, you've actually, the funny thing is you, you've got to like pre-order them. So, you know, you've already bought your peaches. You're there. And then it's just kind of getting in line to pick them up. So it's not, not like, uh, it's not like you're like, Oh my, I'm going to get my peaches, but yep. yeah. Interesting. Did so, not know yeah. that. Okay. I, um, I chopped them up into like slices and not like quarters or anything like that, like literally top down. Um, and, uh, Shanna and I probably did all 25 pounds and half an hour, 45 minutes. Maybe it was super sticky. That's it's um, not a bad. I mean, I figured like chopping twenty five pounds. Are you just you throwing the pit in and all, or what? Oh yeah, yeah, no, no pit. Okay, that's what um, I figured. Yeah, so pitting, pitting, yeah, it took more time too. But um, so I guess just to clarify, this is twenty five pounds of peaches pre cut. Yes, it okay. was actually probably closer to twenty two after. Okay. Um, yep. after all the pits were removed, um, but yeah, um, threw them all in a, a big grain bag. And then threw them in the freezer um, and then thawed them out just to break down uh, some of those cell walls in the fruit uh, to make it, you know, easier for the, the yeast to, excuse me, get at those sugars and uh, yeah, fermented it like uh, like a would anything else. For this one, I did use a big nylon bag. Um, uh, the, the bag I, I bought specifically oversized to fit in my bucket and so that I could tuck it down in there just a little bit. Um, but, uh, cause the peach just turns to mush. Um, yeah. and then, and then when I racked, I just racked from outside the bag. Um, 
and it made it super easy just to get the liquid in while leaving all the peach, uh, the peach yeah, gunk. Smart. That's cool. Yeah, that's still in there. Smart. Yeah. Um, any any fruit that I use that has small seeds, uh, like raspberries, uh, blackberries, uh, I'll use a nylon bag like that for. Um, makes it way easier. Uh, but things like cherries, blueberries, uh, I don't bother. So you're just doing like a brewing bag, brew or bag? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, um, right yeah, I specifically bought one of the like the the you know official brew in a bag bags maybe like 40 bucks or something like that but they they last you forever oh yeah um yeah for sure and you can specify like what uh micron. You, thank you what micron uh, you want i think the ones i bought are let me check i want to say 400 but they might be 800 um I did all this research for like to try to figure out like how how big you know or small should I go and and whatever. It's funny because like I mean I I need to start doing that, especially using the like the speedles now where I can position it inside or whatever. Like I the last beer I did with fruit was my cherry IPA for Bells, and even with the cherries, which are normally pretty good to get like liquid out but i don't know these mm -hmm. pushed up for some reason and it was just a, a pain in the ass and i um yeah i, I need to start lining my buckets with uh or speedles or whatever with, with one of those so 400 micron uh works perfect yeah, so right. i just went i just went and looked and you can order them in like custom sizes and stuff so just you know i have a i have like a seven gallon a couple seven gallon plastic uh buckets that i i normally use for fermenting mead that's gonna have a bunch of fruit in it um specifically because it makes it easier to punch the mead down or the the fruit down the fruit cap um and yeah i just yeah. i kind of i fit it in and yeah it works great when you're done uh and you need to clean it you just flip it inside out and you rinse it off and then uh you know next time before you want to use it again just uh boil it for a little bit just to clean more of the the gunk off of it and uh and sanitize it at the same time and you're ready to go oh it's good to it's a neat idea i'm ordering a couple right <laughs> <laughs> i have um, not brewing anything anytime soon i i have this uh, dream i want to do um i really want to do a graph this year with uh with with some cider um but i just it's, need to get off my ass and do it i have not done a graph um in probably three years now and i i don't know why because i liked the last one that i made so much um i don't know it's just i feel like i've always had other things that, I, that i've been doing with my cider I yeah so i'm I mean, so I've had this this dream for a couple of years to do, you know, I think we talked about, we actually did, we talked about before the stouted cider idea that I had, um, which would, would just be a graph with uh, some dark malts. Um, did, didn't, didn't, doesn't Blake's have a stouted cider? I think they do now. Um, I, I think we talked about, um, I think we talked about that. Yeah, they, they came out with it after, um, not that I, it was like my invention or anything. Right, but, right, right. Um, no, because we, we had the episode, we had Ron on, and he brought, not, he wasn't on, we, yeah, but there, Drew, he just mentioned Snake Bite. Ron was in the, in the comments and mentioned Snake Bite. And mm -hmm. 
Um, and, and no, this isn't like this is. I'm this is more of a. I'm my. I'm envisioning a traditional graph, like actually brewed, not just a, a hard cider mixed with a stout. Um, but I, I would like to go down and get you know before the season's over, you know, so in the next probably week or so, um, I'd like to go down and get five gallons of cider and do uh, the the stouted version or stouted graph, and then. Um, I was actually laying in bed last night looking up recipes or different ideas for um, a hopped graph. So, uh, that, yeah. but I think, you know, if you take, I get five gallons of cider and split it, I can get two crabs out of it. Uh, kind of figure out the rest of the logistics to turn it into just one brew day. Where so if, <laughs> if you do a, a hopped graph, like, is it going to be like an IPG? <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe pale grass. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I that that's 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 on my goal. Like that's that's the honestly the only thing I've got on my mind right now this year. I mean, in reality, by November, um, for those homebrewers or keepers that are watching, um, by November you should be uh identifying what you're brewing for next brew season and getting on it like you should you should have your calendar going yep, you should, that's true you know especially if you're going to be doing any dark beers or or uh you know beers that require some aging so um, i really should be figuring out what what's going to be in my 2022 um brewing calendar but especially if you're brewing for nhc yes um because uh, yeah, because those those entries are usually due what like march or april yeah they yep. sneak up on you like so a lot of the comps a lot of like the big comps are going to start opening up in in early in the year um and then you know with nhc in particular you don't have a very big window um from the time that they they're like yeah great you know oh you entered your beers by february 10th cool ship them out by the 21st or something like that it's yeah um, it's you're not quick. you're not signing up and then brewing for that competition. Yeah, yeah. You you so, gotta plan ahead. <laughs> the um, 2022 rules and regulations and the dates and timelines are coming out in November. So yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, be on the lookout for those. But that that is what you know. It's, as homebrewers, we should be doing right now is actually you know figuring out what we're brewing for next year's competition season. I mean, it's going to be a little weird. Um, you know, for for us Michigan people. Um, it's kind of funny that Siciliano's actually is going on right now, and usually that's another early one that I have to get ready for. Um, I really wanted to submit to that one, and I signed up, and yeah. then blew blew my keg. Oh, yeah, no. I, 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 I had just, one beer. That was it. Uh, I think I got on the plane to California and remembered I didn't turn it in, and then I got the nice email from Steve uh, today to say you know, hey, you didn't submit your entry. Are you, are you going to or not? And I just had to, I have to send them back and say I'm not. Yep, so. yep, I already did that because I was I was sad. But yeah. as what happens as a home brewer and you have Uno beer on tap, it, it goes it goes quick. Okay. You end up pulling the same tap every night for a while. <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty much. So, so yeah, man, we got we got to get back to brewing, Jordan uh yeah yeah it's if, if schedules get back to right you know so the same thing like if you're going to brew a stout or an old ale or barley wine or any of the the aged kind of styles even beer cup 
you know, that should be, that should be in your fermenter pretty quick because beer cups coming up in, in six months. So you're going to have to sign up for that. So you need time. I want to, um, I want to say even that, uh, the, um, stout that I brewed, you know, that I, I meddled with for at Michigan homebrew. I want to say I brewed that in November or December of the previous year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like your, your bigger beers uh, or darker beers that, you know, will just get better with a little bit of age. I mean, even if you're planning on a competition later in the year, like yeah. now is the time really. The same thing could be said since this was originally a meat show, um, yeah. you know, Michigan meat cups coming back and, September, October of next year, you should be uh, getting on your, 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 your meat calendar. So that's, that's, I think my, on my agenda for the next couple of weeks is to try to figure out what I'm doing for 2022 and, and, uh, and getting it going. I'm, I'm out of looper. So, you know, I kill some fruit loops here real soon. <laughs> Do you guys, um, so Gail, before um, she had to leave, she was talking about the the mead maker of the year, and she was talking about the the circuit. Do you um, have you heard about that? Do you know what she's talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like for those about it once, but give us a yeah, give us a yeah, time. yeah. No. So so for those not in the loop, um, and I had to pull it up just to make sure I remembered all of the the competitions. But um, basically, there are. Um, and I'll, again, we'll let, we'll let Gail talk about this again, you know, next week or, or when we have her back on again too. But, um, there are seven competitions, uh, across the, the U S, um, where points are, um, tallied up and, um, <laughs> basically out of the seven competitions, the person that takes the, the most points, the most medals, um, out of all these competitions, is named uh, Mead Maker of the Year. You know, there can be only one. So um, there is the Mazer Cup, which I believe is happening now or next week. So. or so sometimes really, Sometime really soon. Right. Um, there's the Valkyrie's Horn, which happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, Valhalla um, happened maybe like a month ago or something. I think people have been posting their medals from Valhalla. So that was, that was pretty recently. Uh, Michigan Mead Cup, uh, which uh, I think Jason you said was last weekend, right? Maybe October the weekend 16th is when they judged and announced. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's the uh, Midwinter something. I can't remember exactly what it's called. Uh, the Minnesota Mash Out, and then NHC, uh, which is huge. Um, if you get you get your points at NHC, you know it, it should, you know, in my opinion, you know, give you a little bit of an extra boost, but. Um, yeah, like difficulty it, points on top know, of that. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> but uh, gold medals are worth six points, silver medals are four, bronze are two, and then any best of show, um, first best of show, uh, is an additional four points. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it'll be See, it would be really you're, cool. You're going to run for it next year. Right? Nah, so I don't know. Gonna... I don't think next year. So the the issue is so right. It's seven seven competitions. Yep. And at a minimum, each of those competitions uh, is going to require probably three bottles of mead. And then if you consider um, that, you know, maybe each competition is going to allow you, I don't know, say like five entries, uh, seven 
five entries times three bottles um, times you know seven competitions. That's like 105 bottles of mead. Um, and mead is expensive to make, you know. <laughs> yep. And, Dude, and so it turns out that you can buy fame right there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it it is not something that, that a lot of people are are probably running for because one, you have to be you know at least relatively confident in your ability, and two, um, you have to. I mean, you kind of have to have a little bit extra cash to be able to throw at it and be like, you know, uh, okay, I'm I'm you know, bottling up 20 bottles of this batch and I'm not going to drink uh, any of it. And I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I may not even meddle with it. Um, yep. uh, so there, there are some, there are some people out there that are, you know, you watch these meat competitions and their name will pop up, you know, quite a few times. We saw that at NHC, I think uh, during the meads there, there were some, some names that popped up quite a few times. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. I I don't I think we were, we were talking about it earlier. I don't have um. I don't think I I have that in me right now. Like this year with with all the other things going on. I mean, I I I, I love trying your meat and, and you know hearing what you're doing. It gets me excited. But I know that like I I'm I'm like avoided going on those honey sites. And I see those. Actually, I think I. I snoozed one of those groups on Facebook that was like, you know, that where that guy is posting from Hawaii, like, you know, $50 shipped or whatever. And Sean Harris. Yeah. Yeah. And I find myself laying in bed at night going like, I could just buy 500 pounds of <laughs> honey and, and go and, He has some good stuff. I have, I think I have, I have his Lahua, his coconut, uh, his coffee blossom. And I think I might have another one of his, his, honeys too but yeah, i need to brew i didn't yeah <laughs> i'm um yeah I, I need to get caught up on my brewing first before I, I do that so we'll see life will settle down next year maybe and uh yep. get back into brewing so home brewers especially keepers since we, we've got some uh some hardware that we have to defend now uh figure out your brewing calendar and get to brewing uh, that goes for you guys, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> you need to pull your weight. You to Try it. Um, we did well, though, this year as a keeper. I mean, of course, we've got, you know, Michigan Homebrew Club of the Year. Um, and then we also, as a club, took the most points in the uh, Michigan State Fair, which will hopefully nice. have a, um, a medal awarded to us uh, next year for that. Yeah, because you you bullied him into you know creating an award so we could win it. Whatever. I wouldn't call it bullying. It was a suggestion. You took it. We're good. Uh, yeah. So actually, you know, let, let's do that since I've I've got to make a post. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this real quick. Even though let's do it. Hold on. Let me let me get the let me get the info in front of me. Brian, you know where I'm going. No, but while you're doing that, I pulled up the uh, the dates from NHC last year. Um, registration opened mid February and ended early March, and uh, um, shipping was was uh, not long after that. 
So yeah, yeah no, definitely, no. definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely have to be on the uh, on the lookout. Right. Yeah, ship, okay. shipping and drop off was uh, was late March through early April. So. So I'm going to do a little housekeeping and there is going to be coming. There is a post. We're going to put a post out for this uh, in the very near future, but why not throw it an hour into a throw off show? Yeah, um, there we why not? But if we go back a few weeks, a few weeks ago, we had um, Blair Bowman mm -hmm. Jr. from the uh, Michigan State Fair on the air with us. We were having a good time. We were drinking uh, beer. We were talking about the Michigan State Fair competition. Um, and Blair made the joke in passing, and I really do believe that it was an off-the-cuff statement, um, that the winner of the Michigan State Fair Cup, uh, Mark K, I'm sorry, Mark, I'm not going to butcher your name, uh, but he made the joke that Mark didn't actually brew that beer, that it was actually Mark's wife that brewed the beer. Um, and that's actually, it was, it was something that Blair misunderstood. Uh, it was like an anecdote that Mark was telling him. He was actually telling him, I believe, that I brewed that beer for my wife, not my wife brewed the beer. Um, so Mark reached out. He heard the show, and and uh, you know he he wanted to set the stage uh, right, which I, I totally agree with. Um, so we're doing it. I'm, I'm gonna do it on the air here. So I looked in some different things. You know, we went back to see if we could edit the show and change the audio and take out the clip. And but what's done is done, and we really can't do that. We're not that technical. We don't get paid for this. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it here. Um, Mark was actually the brewer of the Michigan State, the, the award-winning Michigan State Fair, Fair Beer Cup, and we'll put a little blurb post out there. I, I got a text from Blair Bowman. He's incredibly apologetic to Mark and didn't mean that. It was just an off-the-cuff, you know, story. We laughed about it. There was, there was no, nobody really believed it anyway. So, Mark, um, you know, we apologize that that happened on the air, and uh, and, and we'll, we'll get something officially out. But uh, um, Mark... Ken Zewiski uh, um, is the official uh, brewer of the Michigan State Fair Homebrew of the Year. That's the show, right? Yep. Anything else? Cool. Good, good job, Mark. Yeah, good job. So, yep. not Mark's life. Mark, great job. We'll get a post up in the very near future again. Um, this isn't our day job, so bear with us. <laughs> I, 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 I do. Did you by chance ask him how he how he came to like hear that? Because, I mean, I was yeah, no, no, really, you know, great email from him. Really appreciate him reaching out. Um, so you know, it was a few weeks that went by, um, and 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 this is a good plug, right? So our our podcasts are now available on all the major platforms. I believe Apple, uh, iTunes, um, Spotify, Amazon, Spotify. Yeah. So you can go out there and you can listen to us um, bullshit at your leisure and, and act like we know what the fuck we're doing when we don't. Um, and so that's what Mark had done. Like a few weeks later, he he downloaded the Michigan State Fair episode and uh, and, he, and he heard, you know, Blair made that joke. And I think, I, you know, I, I didn't go back and listen to it. I think we laughed at it. Like, so whatever. it wasn't and, like somebody went off to no, be like, hey, no. Mark, they're, they're bad talking no. you on Michigan. No. <laughs> like, Nobody well, was, dude. Thanks, Mark, for checking out our podcast and checking out the show. <laughs> I'm sorry that's how, <laughs> that was hopefully not your first experience with us, but... <sighs> It's... No, and, and I really do. I want to have Mark on the show in the in the future. Um, yeah, you know, I was thinking about something next year. You know, um, as as the as the big best of show trophy winner. Um, 
you know, we want to, we, we want to support those guys. And I even think I gave him my card at the, at the, at the, at the, at the state fair, but we kind of had our, our schedule for this year built out. So um, sometime next year, we'll, we'll reach out. We'll get Mark on the show. We'll set the record straight and have him tell his side of the story. And then maybe we'll have a, a, a I'll get Blair to dial in real quick hey, and, you know, and uh, debase himself in front of Mark. So <laughs> drinking. So, you know, larger idea. Maybe that's just something we do, you know, for 2022 is try to get a hold of like all the Michigan big uh, competition winners and just be like, hey, you know, you, you won, you know, Michigan State Fair. Come on, Michigan Brews. You know, yeah. maybe we can toss that in as. Uh, we, well, maybe if we put in as a prize, people don't, you know, won't want to win. But yeah. <laughs> if, we do that, if we do that, Jordan, we're going to wind up like having an episode where we have to talk to Brian like exclusively about. We do the- that anyways. <laughs> that's, that's half of this show. How many medals did you win this week, Brian? Just one. <laughs> one. <laughs> Slow week at the office. <laughs> but no, that, that, yeah, no. So yeah, Mark listened to our show uh, on, on the podcast. He's one of the few people that downloaded it. Thank you, Mark, for that. Um, and 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 really, from the bottom of our hearts, and, and Blair too, I know um, Blair's a great guy, and he really did not mean anything by that. So um, we were just, we were drinking, we were joking. Uh, we're sorry uh, that that came off that way, but we'll, we'll get a, we'll get a post up, and uh, and and uh, I'm sure Blair will will add a note to it too. So, um, and that goes to show, like you know, we as Jason said, we you know, we, this is all fun and games, we bullshit. But if you know, some if somebody out there you know needs to set a record straight on something, like Mark, do it. Most of the time, it's us though. You know, like we we like we have a cider show where we act like we know what we're talking about, and then Andrew Blake comes on and obviously educates us that we don't that's 90 um, percent of our we, shows we got a bronze and a silver uh, collectively in glint cap this year so Dude, we're, we're, not, we're not we're not doing we're not doing too bad it's one of my prettier metals <laughs> it's very shiny it's the shiniest metal i have I, it is and they engrave it which is super sweet of them that do that i mean like sweet like cool sweet not like oh i'm sorry um <laughs> so it's super cool of them that they engrave it uh yeah i got a cap metal and just because I'm geeking out about it, it's the same metal that the pros get. So, you know, I've, I've oh, been in competitions. Cool. Yeah. I've been in competitions where, you know, there's like a pro version that's like bigger or more elaborate and then the, the homebrew version. But um, I was actually at, uh, I was at Blake's and I saw Blake's silver medal hanging on, on, you know, his bottle on his shelf. And then I get the same medal in the mail for my little fairy. So I was, uh, nice. I was pretty impressed by that. So yeah, Clint Cap's badass. Um, Brian medaled there, and then, and then what else? You, you've 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 had a great year, really. I know, I know, I know. I'm now pivoting again, but I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Four. Let's see if I can remember. Four medals at the Michigan State Fair. One big national motherfucker. Uh, three medals at Valkyrie's Horn. Two medals at Michigan Mead Cup. One at Michigan Mead Cup. One Michigan Mead Cup and one at Clint Cap. One at Michigan Beer Cup. Two at Dominion Cup. Two at Dominion Cup. Oh, wait, you even took a O'Connor's, right? <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they give you do they give you medals for those? I don't I can't we, we I think only last, take gold, last right? Year. 
I, I got a bronze in O'Connor's. Yeah, Jordan, oh, took, yeah. Uh, Jordan got two last year from O'Connor's, I think. He got second best of show maybe and first in, in Porter or Stout or something. Yeah, I got I got first in Pale Ale and then oh, Pale Ale. Third, third best of show. Oh. My my three my my three little medals on my wall, so cute. <laughs> I'm um, trying, guys. I'm to, trying to, to, get there. to shoot it back down a little bit. Um, this is something I haven't even told you guys yet, though. Um, I brewed a Czech Pills recently that uh, overwhelmingly got uh, the same comment by a lot of different people. I'm not, I'm not going to share what that is on the show because. Um, Actually, I'm sending it in to Dr. Homebrew. I don't know if you guys have heard about that. It's uh, nope. it's, it, it's a show on the Brewing Network. Um, and it's uh, three BJCP judges. It's a great show. Uh, they have a great podcast. I think they're like 200 episodes in. Um, and uh, so they sit down with two brewers, and uh, each of the judges uh, goes over their score sheets for the beer, and they bullshit about you know the beer and talk to the brewer and stuff and i uh brewing a really clean like blogger has never been super easy for me um and this particular beer has a particular flavor in it that i can't taste but everybody else can so i'm gonna send it in and see if they think that it's like a process if it's the hops or whatever um i'm scheduled to record with them mid-november so um It'll be a live show. I don't know if they schedule them out in advance on Facebook, but I will let you guys know when. Uh, yeah. When yeah, that'll be super out. cool. Yeah, so I will be on somebody else's show for, you know, twenty minutes. That's super my, exciting. My beer fucking score ass handed to me. <laughs> I was just gonna say that's gonna be super exciting to, to listen to Brian's beer get fucking ripped up by yeah somebody <laughs> else. No, I'm just giving shit. No, so. no, that that's cool. I you know I, I won't say it either. Then um, I don't taste it though. Like I didn't taste it either, and I think I've had that a couple of times. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've had it at your at your house directly from the tap recent like a while ago right how long did you brew that beer six to eight weeks i want to say i feel like in one of those times that i stopped by i had it and then i had it at our meeting a couple weeks ago I don't, I, the, I don't the, the, the score sheet from um storm cloud brewing they for that little mini out? competition, they called it out, which is the only, after that, I was like, all right, fuck this. Like, I'm going to send this off. And part of it is because, like, I, I don't know, I think it'd be fun to be on their show. Like, and, No, I, I, absolutely. That's super cool. Yeah, I, I, that's... I, I want to go find some shit in my basement to send them so that they can rebuff me. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say thank you for uh, exposing me to that because I will definitely, next time I have a beer, because I've found that, I, I might be blind to a lot of flavors. Uh, like for, for instance, Brian, that, that mead, you let me, you know, toss in on um, that. Uh, there's not a lot of shit that like the judges that they said that they, they tasted. I, I don't, I don't get any of it. I even went back and tasted it again. I just, yeah, I don't get any of it. Um, just So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm starting to learn that there's a lot that my palate is blind to. Same. Yeah, but I don't, 
I don't think so on this one. Like I've, I've, I feel like I, I'm actually sensitive to that flavor because I taste it in all, I, I, not all of my beers. I taste it and I get pissed off about it too. So I'm, I'm curious to see what they say. I'm, I'm yeah. really excited for you. Let, let us know and um, maybe we can do some cross promotion or something on here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's nice to know that Brian's not perfect. As much as I try, right. <laughs> I, I I will say that I don't think I've had a dumper in a couple of years now. Um, the last beer that I can remember actively dumping was a Vienna lager that I made with uh, some kind of Kvike yeast. I think it was Oslo and it just tasted like, ugh, yeah, I don't know. It was not good. My uh, my last beer that I brewed, I ended up dumping. It was uh, Oktoberfest. Sad Panda. What happened to it? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just it didn't taste right. I let it sit for a while. I think I brewed it in late August, early August, somewhere mm -hmm. around there. I know that's a huge time frame, but can't remember exactly when. And yeah, I let it sit till. Shit, I want to say just early October here and, you know, ran it through and it just did not. There was something wrong with it. Don't know what it was. I mean, it didn't, it's not like it got infected or anything. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's just one of those things that those styles and that's, you know, again, one of the th uh, notes that I got on my uh, score sheets from that mead. Uh, fermentation control. You know, mm -hmm. I've, I've got I've gotten that a few times. I know, like Jason, you're a brewer who who doesn't use it. You do extremely well. Um, I'm just thinking that, you know, I can't anymore. So yeah. it's probably going to be one of my next big brew purchases. You know, it's it's I, I used to joke around about that because I did I did really well for a long time. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got dozens of metals um, that. And I've never temperature controlled anything, um, but I also acknowledge now, like if I really wanted to step up my game, which I have to now, if I, if I want to get a national medal and beat Brian, um, <laughs> it's like one of the only other things I can do. And, uh, and, and so I was, I was thinking about that earlier this week going, you know, I need to, I need to clean out that storage room. I've got my brew room. I've, I've got all the space for it. We've, I've let it kind of slip into um just mass storage and, and filled up that space but i need to get back on that and, and brew my my fermentation chamber or build my fermentation chamber Did i just say brew my fermentation chamber? yeah yeah i mean one thing you can you know it, instead of instead of doing something like that if you wanted to invest long term you could just look into uh you know glycol chilling too um which may not be the worst you invest in a nice glycol chiller and you know you can you can have four beers going at the same time cold crash them you don't have to have a bunch of freezer space being taken up see that's that's my problem and i might look into this because i it's i more have of an a investment yes you know, i have a tendency to brew and mass you know like i just had two meads on i got two ciders um you know if i <clears throat> You know, those are all kegged now, but they were all kind of sitting out, uh, you know, in my basement at the same time. And if I could have temperature controlled them all, um, at the very least, I know the meads, you know, got one mead got marked to her. It probably could have used that. Um, so, so yeah, that's, uh, 
so he, what he's, so he's telling you, Jordan, is instead of going out and building that two to $300. I'm going to get the fingers. You know, let's, <laughs> let's, you should totally go out and build, you know, that $3,000 fermentation chamber. Oh, you okay. Can, you can, you can build your own glycol chiller for like 300 bucks with like an air conditioner. Um, if you feel comfortable doing that. You, you just kind of have to take it apart and like bend a piece of copper and, and stick a radiator you make it inside. Like simple, a, but I uh, feel like it's, it's going to be that wood burning thing. With it's the talking about like yeah. blowing up your house. Or, yeah, it's, yeah, it's nothing. It's something I would do because I would just I would break things. Um, yeah. But well, a, a, a nice, quick, a nice a quick Google chiller search. is only like eight hundred bucks. A quick, well, that's just for the chiller, right? So uh, it's, yeah. it's eight hundred bucks just for the unit. Now you've got. You know, like you just said, let's get four units. So we either need to do jacketed, or we need to uh, get metal fermenters and and coil them ourselves. Um, you know, so you're probably looking in into the three to four hundred dollar, five hundred dollar range um, for every vessel that you want to cool with that glycol chiller. That's eight hundred yeah. bucks, maybe more. I don't think there's got to be like a hold on speedle. What are you going to do? I call chiller. Wrap vinyl tubing like, around your speedle? No. Oh, it, go, it goes right into it. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, there's, there's this cool sticks thing for speedles. It looks like it's maybe like 140 bucks. Oh, no. That, that's not it. I don't think that's what we want. Never mind. There's got, there's got to be something. Yeah, Brandon. I'm with you, Brandon. We're going to stick here. Let me throw that up there. <laughs> stick with your freezer a little while longer. I mean, I am too, but yeah. once it dies, I'm going, I'm probably going glycol. We, we can't all afford to throw, you know, $500 on honey. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, on the, the glycol chiller. I was, I was going to say, like, I just got to wait for the 20% off deals. <laughs> SS Brutech apparently sells a, um, a unit that does, uh, where is it? I was just reading it, Key, uh, should be able to keep five 14-gallon tanks uh, at 35 degrees. And that is 1200 bucks. But really, in my, in my house, I don't, my problem's the other way around. It's, I feel like... I feel like I when if, if I'm setting up a temperature controller, I'm actually probably more concerned with keeping it warm, like where I want to put mm. it. Like I'm finding that I'm moving my beer around the house to keep it warmer so that it doesn't stall out. Like I, I fermented a lot of beer up here in my second story office last year. Um, but again, I keep my house freaking cold. So you see, that was that was me when we um, before we had a kid was you know the house like we'd let it crash down to you know 62 65 degrees inside the house which means my basement was probably sitting into the you know high 50s if not 60 which is you know ambient that's probably fine for uh for temp but you know since we've had a kid like we're our, our variance is like 68 to 72 like constantly yeah. like that's that's where we sit so and I mean, I used to be able, I used to run a space heater in the summer down here because it would still get cold and I haven't turned it on at all. So I, I keep my house 68 year round, which puts my basement in the summer in the, in the 
probably in the high mid to high 50s at times really <laughs> yeah, it's yeah freaking cold um yeah. and then i actually thought about it you know like i, I leave these beetles sitting on the floor which is you know a, a eighth of an inch of vinyl and then concrete you know so there's the the, the heat exchange there is probably crazy um yeah. so i i have been moving moving them upstairs just to keep them warm. So I'd like to, I'd like to build a fermentation chamber in my basement. Of course, I'll insulate the bottom, but it's, again, it's more to, I feel like I don't need a chiller so much as I, I need a, a, an area that I can keep, you know. It's just something that's insulated. That Yeah. And it's, it's probably, I don't even need probably a heater either. Like once it's insulated and kept away from the basement, you know, the beer, the yeast itself is going to kick off the heat enough that it's, yeah, It'll probably keep it warm enough. But I feel like on my side, I, I'm stressing the yeast out by making it stall from being too cold. Uh -huh. Like, you know that that wild um, wild cider that I've got going outside while it's in the garage. That's why you make such good beers. You're pseudo lagering everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> you would think that would be cool, but most yeast don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it, you know, my solution to it over the years has been to just, you know, move it from room to room, you know, ferment in my living room, ferment in my bed, my office, um, you know, which I'm sure makes my wife super happy that, you know, there's just totes with beer, uh, you know, sitting in various locations of the house. Right. right. Fermenting. And see, that, that could be part of my problem with my basement. I just I've been keeping my buckets in one spot because we use our basement a lot. Um, there's. The layout of my basement isn't the greatest so there's like certain areas where you can walk so there's not like and we have a lot of you know storage built down here so like the buckets really only have a few spots where they can go so i've kind of been keeping them where they are more easily accessed um yeah. and i just think that it's it's not not great not a great spot um so kind of that's thinking the when I ferm when I'm brewing beer, there's fermenters sitting right in the middle of my damn living room. And... Yeah, yeah. No, I am I am about as far away from an empty nester as I can be. So, yeah, no, no. Fermentation chamber is probably in my future. I just I'm not quite sure. Um, you know what? You know what I want to do. Well, yeah. Well, I've been thinking about buying a. Um, uh, like the Rosses have that, what is it, 10 and a half cubic foot chest freezer. I've been thinking about buying that and kind of upgrading my space for my keyser mm. and then mm -hmm. just using the 7.4 or whatever chest freezer that I have and switching that over to a firm chamber. I just don't know because I think you can only fit two buckets in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that size you can, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think I was like, you know, I, I but yeah, at the I, same time, like, do I, I don't brew that often right now. So like, it'd probably be fine to just, you know, have yeah. one or two buckets, but I feel like, I feel like I need more space, but I started to build out just a frame, a, a two by four frame before wood got expensive. Anyway, I, I started to build out like this two by four frame that I was just going to kind of build walls out of like two inch thick foam board. Um, and then, you know, for the cooling side, I, I think you can get a little mini fridge and just kind of, saw it in half and tuck it on one side and then a, a fan with a, a little uh, space heater on the other to get you or well yeah. I've, I've seen too i've seen people use like those um herp mats right the mm -hmm. um, terrarium mats or whatever 
So, I mean, I, I, that's to get away from using an old, you know, cooler, freezer, something like that. That was that was where my mind was going. And that way I can build it. Because, like, the problem with the freezer, you can only fit two buckets in because of the width, right? Like, yeah. I feel like, you know, if, if you had another two inches, you could fit three buckets in. So, uh, mine, went, you know, when I was building out the base of it, it was it was intentionally built that I could fit, like, five buckets and it's not much bigger than a chest freezer it's just giving yourself a couple more inches and i will i will say we're we're all getting to be a little old these days and exactly. uh and not lifting it in and out of a fucking yeah. chest freezer <laughs> yeah yeah right. i'm yeah. gonna have doors that i can like slide yeah, it out it's... I was just looking like I got a futon in my office over here that I don't use except for occasionally before I had a kid, I'd pass out on it when I drank too much. Um, <laughs> so not doing that too much anymore, save maybe the seltzer episodes, um, which I haven't been a part of. I'm excited. Oh. Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, this for Jordan. Yeah. I gotta, you're going to have to buy Andrea flowers. and <laughs> like, <laughs> No, but I've got this futon that I inherited um, and uh, I don't use it. So maybe I'll sell that thing and use the proceeds to frame out a firm chamber. Actually, what, what you said resonate, Brian, because I'm pretty sure there was a point earlier this year where my, my boy was over and I was like, help me lift this carboy out of this keezer. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know I did. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, to call, you know, if, if you are young and uh, hail and, and can lift, um, you know, seven up to seven gallons of liquid, about two and a half feet in the air. Uh, Brandon is right. Best Buy chest freezers, which are kind of back in stock now. They were hard to get during COVID. Um, but you can get, you know, I, I think a, I think you get a 7.2 for like 250 bucks. No, oh, you, you can get a less than that. Yeah, 150 yeah. for sure. I was going to say the 10 cubic foot goes That might have been COVID like prices. 20. But yeah, they, they are a good deal. I'm thinking pre-COVID prices. So somewhere in between. <laughs> Let me say that. That's what I, that's what I bought when my, my Keezer died. I bought one of the 10 foots for my new Keezer. Um, I'm actually, I sent this to Jason the other day. Let me see if I can find it. No, I, I don't know where I, I don't know where it is. Never mind. There was this little, uh, do you have a vertical monitor now? I keep seeing you look up. I do. Well, ah, it's nice. Not not vertical, but um, well, I mean, yeah, it's it was definitely stacked. above. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was this this bulkhead that somebody linked somewhere, um, and it basically just has like a gas connection on on each side, and you could just drill a hole through the top of your chest freezer, mm -hmm. screw your gas uh, into the top. You know, and, and screw your gas into the bottom as well, and then there's just you know gaskets holding it in place through the lid. Um, and I was thinking it's like twenty five bucks for the thing, and, and there's usually no coolant lines running through the top of the freezer. No, there shouldn't be. Usually, so I'll have to check that to make sure. But it's hinges. Um, you shouldn't have. Yeah. Lines no, you there. take the lid no. off. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing running through. Yeah, it. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about buying one of those just so I can remove my uh, CO2 tank from the the keyser and have it uh, be kind of ran in there nicely, and that'll give me. Uh, I don't need another keg in there. I only have five taps anyway, um, but it will give me a little bit of much needed wiggle room 
because of where Dude. I have my, my regulator placed and stuff. So yeah, um, um, I'm, I'm I actually have five idea. things on tap in there right now, and it's it's rough. It's 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 tight. Yeah. I've got I've got four in mine, and my I had a Craigslist freezer for oh five years or so. Not bad for like a seventy eight dollar purchase. Um, it, yeah, it, it lived its life. Um, yeah. But, you know, then, um, you know, Best Buy didn't have any in stock at the time. And I th I had, you know, a full keyser when my keyser died. And I was like, I need to get this shit on tap, like ASAP. Um, don't want it warming up and whatnot. And uh, so I bought one at Lowe's. I think it was Lowe's. Lowe's or Home Depot. And they had one. And it was like a 7.1 or whatever. Uh, and my previous one was a 7.5 fit you know, four kegs pretty easily in the main section, you know, um, the manifold and whatever on the hump. And this one eh, not so much. It fits three kegs snugly in yeah. the bottom. And I can, I have to have things angled pretty precisely to fit a fourth keg on the hump. Um, so yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired of doing that. So I'll probably pick up one of those ten cubic footers and you know change change this thing over into my firm chamber or sell it and you know again use the proceeds to yep. build up yeah. a firm chamber. So what are you oh, doing? That's oh, that's is, the thing. That's the thing. So drill the hole through. Gas, gas. Yeah. Call it good. Yeah. Call it good. It's it, yeah, it's neat. I wonder too, like, uh, I'm going crazy. Never mind. <laughs> it, it would be cool. I'm I'm trying to think of how it would work in my in my because mine is so tight. Like, but it almost makes me wonder if I could like put my CO2 under my sink, and um, and then run it in. You know, because it, it it is really tight in there. Uh, yeah. I like the idea. Does your Brian? Does your whole um, like does your collar lift up too, or is it just the lid? Just the lid. Um, my collar did on my old one, and I realized that I didn't want to do that on my new one because I couldn't. Everything was so heavy that I couldn't get it to stand up on its own. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Just uh, and so I would I would have to hold my collar and all the pads and all of that weight and then try to lift in a keg with one hand and put it in where it needed Ooh, to go. Good shoulder workout. And it man. was awful. It was awful. It was nice that all of the tubing was out of the way. Like everything was just in and out. There wasn't a whole lot yeah. of crap that I had to deal with, but um, I, I much prefer uh, just being able to open the lid. Um, so on, on my next belt, the way I kind of have it that way right now. Um, I never got it fully finished but my next build so my last chest freezer that i sold um even though it was busted apparently the people who come bought it said that they were just going to use it for horse feed okay they didn't need the hinges when when i sold it so i have an extra set of you know those nice hinges from uh my old chest freezer so i'm going to do it on both i'm going to have double hinge that yeah i'm going to double hinge it so wow, the top will be cool. able to come up so that way i can just quickly get it shit without lifting the whole collar and then yeah. if I need to, you know lift uh you know kegs and whatnot i can pull everything up and that way since i'll have two hinges it'll still stay tight across the top so 
That's cool. You, yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I did. I, I glued my collar down. Well, I, I like caulked it down. See, that's yeah. That's what I did with my last one. Is I, I the lid was construction glued uh, yeah. down on there. I had to like use a heat gun and a chisel. Yeah. To get I that like shit off. Weather stripping down, and then I I caulked around it. So I'm mine's mine's down there. So. I have to pull that up. The link. This is Brandon's. I I can't. Like no, I can't. Uh, I can't copy and paste this. I, I. Oh. I wanna. I wanna look at it, but I'm gonna have to like actually type this in. <laughs> it's such garbage. Hold on. Wait. I think I figured out a way to do it. I'm gonna open up Notepad. <laughs> I copied some stuff out. There it is. I got it. I got it. This got me excited. We're um. We're like years away from uh, uh, moving, but we're in this because uh, Amy and I we're, we're empty nesters now, and and we're we're talking about like you know what's the new the new house you know we don't need um, the space that we've got now we need different space and and I'm I'm starting to plan out like when we look for a new house I want this for brewing and I want this space and uh, different rooms and weren't uh, you didn't you just pour a bunch of money into your house? Well, we've been totally yeah we've been fixing it up but this is, this, is, this is like one tenth the price three bucks for this i think the other one that i pulled off was yeah so 25 if you want uh that's you want amazon the, for you if it's an extra inch you know you you pay a premium Which, for an extra inch. i actually <laughs> i actually thought your four inch one would be too big you know yeah, i kind of i kind of figured too it looked yeah, a little yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to measure yeah <laughs> I mean, I feel like you'd have to put some spacers in there. So, uh, yeah, size run out through the wood too, or something. Figure isn't always better. Yeah, I figure. I figure, kind of through the back <laughs> on the collar would probably be a little more stable than through yeah. the top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I would do. I would go through the back on the collar. I don't want something sticking out the top of my keyser. Right. Uh, yep. So if you do that, you know, like my collar, even with the foam board insulator, you know, you're only talking about half. I mean, if you really wanted to get spunky, you could probably find a spot on either of the sides of the keyser to drill through. But mine is too tight. I mean, I feel like yours is too. Too what? Tight for where? Well, for you to take it out the side of the actual keyser, like the base of the keyser. <clears throat> Or the back, I guess. You know, you could go either either way. As long as you just can figure out where your coils are, you know, you're you'd be fine. But yeah, I got to figure out where I, I want to keep my tank because my keyser is right next to a shelf, and it's also right next to my sink. So <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's my that's my dilemma. The reason, like, I haven't bought anything yet is because like I don't I kind of have to reimagine where I'm going to yep. keep everything in my mm -hmm. basement. I'm like I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't know what I want yet. We've got too many other house projects going on: new deck, new kitchen, new bathroom. Like that's enough right now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you just need to buy a new house, Jordan. I'm, I'm you, happy to. You know, <laughs> we were uh, we were really considering it, to be honest. We were, but the housing market is fucked. Yeah. So, you know, we're looking for property right now that we can build on in a few years, but 
dude good luck good luck man i looked i looked it up like just yesterday on zillow i think there's four properties that have over five acres in like the entirety of west michigan wow <laughs> i know i've, I've... <laughs> I found more, but I'm finding that I'm I'm pickier than what's available. Like, um, it, there's a lot of there's actually I want to say there's more than four available right now, but they're on water. Um, oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want, I was lo- I was not looking. Yeah, water because well, I was like, what's is, realistic is, for me to buy right now? Like, <laughs> I mean, no, like the, the prices aren't terrible, but like Amy and I don't want to be on water. Like, I don't. Look, the flooding, and especially if there was one out on uh, by out in the area of Eagle Lake and Eighth Street, and I'm like, all I hear or see on the news is those people dealing with flooding and all of that shit. You know, for the last two years, I don't want to deal with that. So, yeah, that's actually that that Eagle Lake area. Depending (laughs) on where it's at, there's a lot of high ground around there. If it's out on one of the peninsulas, yeah, don't don't. But I mean, if you're, I can't remember if it's the west side of the lake. I think is a little higher. Um, yeah, we're, we're we're trying to find something out towards Vicksburg and um, Schoolcraft, Vicksburg, that kind of area, and and um, yeah, it's just I I actually found seven acres that was really nice, um, and it did have the river ran through it, the Portage River ran through it, um, and and it was really beautiful. It was like three miles away from the nearest cable line. Oh. That's Internet. a that's so expensive. I will say, uh, Portage Creek has some really nice brown trout. It is, yeah. I mean, it looked beautiful, but it was, uh, it was, it was uh, my only internet options would, out there would have been HughesNet. Oh, I know, I know people who have that. Um, yeah, I'm not going back there. I've, I've done that. I've lived that. Was, part of my I'll life. reserve, <laughs> reserve my opinions. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not going back. So. It's funny. I was talking to the realtor and saying that, like, so I want, I want this and this and this, and reasonably close internet. So yeah, yep, yeah. Anyway, and then someday I'm going to grow up and I'm going to buy this. I'm going to, I'm going to have a space where I can build a brewery like Brandon and have my cool electric brewing rig all you know set up and. Yeah, that's kind of kind of what we're looking at, like you know, pie in the sky. Now we need to re- we need to replace our our shed, which I think is like, I don't know, ten by sixteen. You know, it's a normal like garden shed. I'm kind of looking at trying to get something that's like sixteen by thirty. You know, a lot larger that I can section off, run some power to, and then like move all my brew brew mm-hmm. shit out mm-hmm. there. You know, uh, and then hopefully have all my like fermentation and whatnot just be out there in a you know temp controlled area so i'm gonna have to haul it back into the house but i'll send you a link line the ground. yeah <laughs> glycol chilled beer line there we go. i'll send you i'll send you a link i don't want to i don't want to say it on on the air because i don't know if the guy's kosher or not and i haven't checked it out but i found a place that that is nearby that sells those type of buildings like pre-built and they'll drop them wherever you want them. See, the problem is really reasonably priced. If I, if I have to, I I have two choices and I haven't figured out what I want to do yet. I either buy a pre-built and then rip up my fence that I just installed last year to get it backed in or, or I order somebody who has a kit 
yeah and just drops all the pieces down and then i just haul them into the back and slap it up myself i would say taking a couple of sections of fences down or even if it's chain link like taking a side of fence down and restretching the fabric is worth it man uh, all right, yeah, all right yeah that's I, I i built one once and and i mean they're fine i, I enjoy building them but um this place i found if it's if it's true if it's real his prices are not much more than what you can buy the kits for and they're they're, they look his pictures look beautiful we're actually when we buy this piece of property we're actually going to buy one of his buildings to drop it on and turn it into a tiny house oh there you go as a as a stop gap until we're ready to move Perfect. so i'm looking at that same kind of size i was looking 12 by 24 16 by 30. Um, oh wait are you looking at like vacant land yeah, yeah, like yeah, no, yeah. No, no building. You want to build no, no building. Maybe. Okay, so that that explains why I didn't yeah. see the properties that you were talking about because I was looking at houses. Oh yeah, yeah. No, there's no houses available. Yeah. yeah, no, no. It's like I said, there was like four in the area. No, vacant, like totally vacant, like six hundred and above. Yeah, yeah. No, as a joke, I think I did the same thing you did. You're right, and and I, I Amy and I were looking at something that was like eight hundred k in it, and. It, just to get a house with some land and it was it was stupid so yep. yeah no i'm looking for yeah vacant land just some acreage out in the country welcome to michigan not, real estate not too far out of the country because <laughs> i do need to you know i do need to be able to work from it at some point so. yeah it's at some point <laughs> for all your refinancing needs please visit yeah yeah exactly michigan all right Bruce well we, we dragged uh <laughs> We drag this on for an hour and a half, and it's a bullshit show. So we need to try to change the episode name. I'll I'll, I'll work on it. Yeah, after we'll the reschedule uh, <laughs> Gail for next week. Um, and then, and then, yeah, we've got we've got shit planned for the rest of the year. We've just got to work out the schedule. Uh, we got to get with the Rosses, which they won't answer me. Um, and and uh, and finalize some things, but I I think I think we've drugged this shit show on long enough, haven't we? I mean, I, I could go on until midnight. So I know no, I'm just joking. Work out. No. <laughs> I will say I think our viewers have gradually went up. And it's been steady. Y'all are those of you that are, that are just hanging out, listening to this bullshit. Thank you. Yeah. This is why we do this. <laughs> Who needs guests? Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll work on getting Gail back. Uh, I'll work on changing the episode title. I'll edit it for the podcast. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll work on it. Right on. All right. Well, I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go work out and go to bed. So, cheers, guys. I'm out of beer. That's why I'm saying this. Really, yeah. I, I just went and opened a new one, so I guess uh -oh. I don't have anything handy. So, all right, all right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Uh,